You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. by Mr. Gary Acewaby. How's it going, Gary? Boy, how you doing, Rich? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, as you can tell, been playing some God of War, but yeah, I'll talk about it more. Awesome. Sounds good. We're also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hola. Yeah, so Mr. Max Muller and Mr. Jake James Lugo will not be uh, joining us today because they have a few other things going on. Uh, I would like to add that Mr. Jake James Lugo actually went to the Call of Duty 4 reveal event and just posted a multiplayer impressions video on our YouTube. So definitely check that out. Let us know what you think about it if you're looking forward to Call of Duty. And uh, shout out to Activision for giving us the opportunity to attend the event. So uh, we have quite a bit to talk about on today's show because this has been a pretty crazy week as far as news. Um, you know, we're only about three weeks away from E3, so a lot of stuff is starting to come out. So we'll get into all that. But uh, of course, before we do any of that, want to let you all know what we have been playing. So, uh, Dana, how about you go first and let us know what you've been playing this week? God of War. Basically, <laughs> yeah. It's God of War. Like, how can you not? I'm taking my time with it. Um, the boy is still annoying. But uh, it's a slow go. I'm enjoying everything about it. And I don't want it to end. I'm very happy that it's it's long. So I can just sit back and just relax and play with it. Play with it. But the boy is, gosh, he's annoying. Yeah, you know, I, I, I haven't had a chance to go back and play it yet. But yeah, based on what I have played so far, yeah, the boy is annoying. Um, so I agree with that. Uh, I need to make sure that I go back and finish it before E3 because I'm sure that that'll be a game everybody will be talking about uh, once they meet up in L.A. So I, I definitely need to finish that sooner rather than later. But uh, sounds good. And I, and I just want to say that that um, the fighting, I think for me, it seemed to improve with the fighting. So I really like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I really, really like the game so far. I mean, I, I can definitely see why people say it's the best game so far this year. I, there's, there's no debate for me whatsoever on that. I am enjoying it. I just, uh, haven't really made enough time to really jump back into it, but I definitely will do so soon, soon, very soon. And for me, like the Valkyries are a little difficult, but me like it. Oh man. Based on what you just said, I can tell you, you definitely are farther than, than I am. So, uh. Oh. Yeah, I, I got to get back on that immediately. Uh, so. Yeah, it's freaking hard, but yeah, you'll enjoy it. It's just really hard. That arm is really bad, but they're just kind of hard. Mm. And the combat yeah. system takes a little while to master, so for me, it's really hard. Yeah, you, you, you aren't the only one that, that said that. I believe Tony also said they're difficult, so that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely need to uh, jump back into this and, and check it out. Um. So, so Gary, uh, as you've already mentioned, you've also been playing God of War. So uh, let us know your thoughts on the game as well as whatever else you've been playing for the week. 
Yeah, I actually got a lot further this week in God of War, thankfully, because the last week I didn't really get to play it much. But like this week, I was able to dive into it a a bit more and make some progress. And I'm I'm not sure like how far I am, but I feel like I'm getting closer to the end now where I am. But um, but yeah, it's it's really got a lot better because last time I was kind of worried like because it it seemed like it was getting really repetitive and stale like and it didn't seem like the story was progressing but now um now that i've got a bit further it's really starting to progress and i like that you know the game has the upgrades and everything which is like an rpg element that's in it because you can you know upgrade your your equipment and upgrade the boy and everything um so i like that because you know i am an rpg gamer so um any rpg elements i like and i'm actually because the thing is when i started the game kratos didn't feel like a god like you know he felt too weak to to be a god but like now that i've upgraded a lot of stuff he actually he's starting to feel more like god tier you know so that's what i like like the more you soup him up the more he actually feels like a god but at the same time the um the enemies are getting very hard as well like they get really difficult um i haven't actually um have i fought a valkyrie i can't remember now but there, there's some tough enemies in there like yesterday i was doing a side quest and um there was one of these flying uh kind of enemies with the spear and everything and the annoying thing was like this this enemy he throws a lot of bombs on the floor and stuff and if you step onto to one of those it it takes away a chunk of your health but the thing is, like, he's able to throw these bombs on the floor while you're in mid-animation. So say, like, you're rolling or you're moving forward, Kratos moves kind of slow. So, like, he can throw something out mid-animation when you've already started moving. So it's hard to, to avoid it. And things like that get really frustrating, and like, because I end up dying a lot and stuff like that. But you, you have to really study the the enemy's patterns to you know kind of get an edge and figure out the best way to to defeat each one um and there are a lot of other side quests i would like to do in the game as well but it seems like a lot of the enemies are overpowered so i think i have to kind of progress a little bit more in the story and then upgrade my equipment and then go back to them but just the fact that it has so many side quests is is definitely something that's new to the god of war experience as well um this definitely doesn't feel like any of the other previous god of war games but um that's probably a good thing because those ones were getting stale so uh yeah i'm, I'm definitely starting to warm up to the game a lot more now especially since the story's kind of you know starting to open up a bit more and i'm i'm seeing you know more things um that are gonna that kind of sell what's gonna happen later i guess but um but yeah good game really good game i definitely agree it's the best thing that's come out so far this year um probably next to monster hunter world but yeah i actually like it a little bit more than my problem with monster hunter world is that it's too repetitive and i understand like if you that's what you want is just you know hack and slash and go at it then that works but for me it's just a little too much so and i also like story there really isn't that much of a story or hardly any so that's why I like God of War better than Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that if that's what you look for. 
in a game. I can see that for sure. Yeah, the, God of War is definitely great. Like both games are great for different reasons. So, yeah. Um, but besides that, I've of course I've you, you already know what I've been playing. You know, um, Overwatch. Um, and it's actually I think today is actually the anniversary, the two year anniversary. And, Did you see? Uh, say what? New map. Yeah, yeah. There's a new map coming, and there's a new event coming on on Tuesday as well. And there's going to be a bunch of new skins and new content for the game and everything. And what's great about this uh, patch is that you're going to be able to um, get all all of the skins from all events. So if you've missed any of the skins, uh, the anniversary is going to let you unlock those skins again. You know, as well as the new skins that they're introducing. So. Um, that's what's good about that and also like dana mentioned there's a new map coming um i didn't really look into it too much because because i didn't want to spoil myself like i want to you know experience it when it goes live but yeah um it looks good and they're also touching up one of the old maps as well horizon um so lots of new content which is great Oh, and for anyone who didn't see, there's a really cool animation uh, that, that um, Blizzard put out today, or I can't remember if it was yesterday or today, but like they put out a video for the anniversary, and it's like a tracer figure statue coming coming to life, like Toy Story, and like she makes a cake and everything, and then like there's a Reaper figure there too, and she moves it to him, and he shoots it and lights the candles and everything, like. That's a really cool video. It's very short, so go check that out because that's pretty cool. And it, like, I really want Blizzard to just make a, a, a Overwatch movie at this point because all these different animations they put out and stuff are really like well produced and well put together. So they need to just hurry up and make an Overwatch movie. Oh. But um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I've been playing this week. That was good. Um, I still haven't had an opportunity to go back to Overwatch either, but I would like to, you know, take this opportunity to say that I congratulate uh, Blizzard uh, and Activision. They've done an excellent job supporting the game, you know, because I figured it wasn't going to still get a lot of support after the first year, but now we're already at the two-year anniversary, so I want to congratulate them on that. Uh, they will never fully get me to play the game, but uh, props to them and anybody that does enjoy the game. All right, so um, as for what I've been playing, uh, once again, I didn't really have too much time this week to play games. Uh, so I haven't really played much. I did play more of a Homo, Homo uh, Machina, a game that I've spoken about on the show previously. So uh, I will have a review up for that soon because finally was able to spend more time with it. And as I said before, it's a great game. I don't really have any issues with it. It's only on mobile devices now. Hopefully it will come to something like the Nintendo Switch so that, you know, it does come to other platforms. But uh, great game so far. But um, aside from that, that's pretty much it. Uh, I do have episode two of The Council that I will be playing today because I actually need to write a review for that game also. Uh, As I said before, uh, that is a game you absolutely should play. Um, if you like the uh, adventure games, such as the Telltale games, I mean, this is obviously uh, another studio that's working on it, so it's totally different. But uh, it's a really, really, really great game from what I played so far. So definitely check that out and look out for my review 
sometime this week. I'm not really sure of the day yet. All I know is I've started reviewing it, so it'll be on the site sooner rather than later. But um, that pretty much concludes all that we've been playing for this week. I promise, I promise, promise I will have more to talk about next week in terms of what I've been playing because uh, there's a couple games coming out that uh, I absolutely, absolutely do plan to play this upcoming week, so stay tuned for that. But um, let's go ahead and let's move right into some of the topics from this week. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk about a game that uh, Gary actually reviewed on the site several, several years ago. Um, in his review, I recall, he said, this is without a doubt one of the best games that I have ever played, and that was Rage. So, Gary, now that we finally have a trailer for Rage 2, it will obviously be at E3 at Bethesda's conference. What do you think of what we saw from that trailer, and are you excited for the game? I wouldn't say I'm excited, but um, it, it looks interesting. Um, I like the, the different um, kind of direction they're taking with it. Um, and it looks a lot more like fun and like, you know, it, it seems to me like a high end version of Borderlands. Like, you know, if because if, Borderlands has its own unique art style, which is it looks really beautiful and everything. But this to me looks like what Borderlands would be if it was more of a realistic art style. Um, and, you know, the, the first Rage kind of took itself very seriously. It was like they were trying to, you know, they were they were really going um for to 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 push the limits and the boundaries of technology at that time like they they wanted to be the best looking game you know at that time and everything like that but this one seems like it's taking more of a laid-back approach you know like because all games kind of look good these days anyway you know so it's like they're not so focused on looking visually impressive and stunning and and you know being uh technology driven and everything they're not that's not the direction they're looking at this time they're looking at fun and you know a fun and explosive gaming ex experience basically is what they're going for and it seems like there's a different variation of enemies and um there's different gameplay mechanics like i saw vehicles and all sorts of stuff like that in there so it seems like they're really just trying to make a, a, a fun mad max style play like playground you know in first person perspective and everything which is cool and everything but um i don't know there's there's a lot of kind of games like that at the moment um you know open world sandbox you know fun and to be honest with you i would rather just get the next borderlands like you know than, than uh get this but i'll i'll keep an eye on this just to see if they announce like any um you real unique features that make the game stand out more but so far, it just looks like, you know, it looks cool and everything, but it's like, okay, but like, you know, what what else are you offering? What's unique? What's original about it? So that's what I'm waiting to see. And maybe we'll get that at the Bethesda E3 conference. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do have some thoughts to say as well, but uh, Dana, I'm going to go to you first because uh, I don't know if you had a chance to play Rage, but uh, what did you think of Rage 2? One, um, boo Walmart for leaking this last week. So boo to you. I, I I hope someone slaps you in the face. Two, I like the trailer. See, I like this is like just one of those really fast games, high violence, 
you know, things are blowing up. I like that. I like my things blowing up. I like heads exploding. You know, as you said before, it looks like Mad Max. This looks like Mad Max on meth, some amphetamines, and, you know, whatever else you can find, and some K2, sprinkle it with a little angel dust, and, and that's what you get. For me, I like it. It looks crazy. It looks like one of those games where you're going to just have a panic attack because everything is all over the place. Um, secondly, I want to say that um, the, the Bethesda um, announced that there will be no loot boxes. So, yay. I already like that. Um, for me, I like this game. I kind of like the first game. Um, the first game looked a little bit more put together graphically. Like, it looked pretty compared to what this is. Just, just looks like, you know, here's a game. and, and but, it, but it doesn't, it's hard to explain. It looks like they spent more time just having, like you said before, just having fun and not worrying so much on the aesthetics of everything. And I kind of like that. I don't have any problems with that. If you want a pretty game, go buy a pretty game. If you don't, buy this. To me, I like it. Um... Um, they did say that it's going to have a live service, like some elements to live ser service. But just going by the trailer alone, it seems like, you, you know, you're going to figure out what you're going to get. It's just a crazy game. Everything's over the top. Nothing really makes sense. And it might cause some panic attacks. I like it. Absolutely. Sounds good. Good thoughts all around. So uh, one thing I will say about this game, uh, I didn't play the original Rage when I saw this trailer, I thought it was fantastic. And then when I found out that Avalanche Studios helped with this game, oh, I said, "Oh yeah, this this game is going to be is going to be pretty. It's in it's in very good hands." You know, Avalanche Studios. The last game I believe they worked on was the Mad Max game, uh, and unfortunately for them, they released that game the exact same day as Metal Gear Solid Five. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people just ignored that game completely. Maybe there was some that went back to it. I know that the, it's been on Xbox Live and PlayStation uh, 4, well, PlayStation Plus. It's been on both of those services already, um, so you could download it. Uh, no longer there now. I mean, but yeah, uh, when I saw that they were involved with this also, I said, oh, yeah, it, it's great. I thought the trailer uh, looked great over the top. Obviously, uh, want to know to learn more about it at, at Bethesda's conference, which, of course, we will. One surprise that I did take away from the actual trailer, I saw a couple of news stories going around saying that the game is coming out in 2019. And the reason why I... Well, say what? No, that's that's what they said. They, they, they Bethesda kind of semi-confirmed that spring 2019. Uh, okay. So that was a little surprising because... I know Bethesda has been doing this thing at least for the last couple of years where they would announce a game and it will be coming out the exact same year um, because this is a game that I we all expected to see at E3. But as Dana said, you know, Walmart had them leaks and that is unfortunate that they had the leaks. But uh, my guess is that Bethesda has another title they're going to announce and it is coming out this fall. Uh, which is why announcing this, saying it's coming out much later, isn't a big deal. But to me, initially, it was a little bit of a question mark because I figured if they were going to announce this game at E3, it means it's coming out the same year. But that's all right. You know, I know that there's this other RPG that they're working on, this uh, rumor project that they really haven't spoken about. That might be coming out if I had to make a guess this fall, but we'll have to wait and see. But 
I think it's a pretty much a safe bet. We know for sure Bethesda going to release something this fall uh, because every time that they've had their show, they have announced something and it comes out later later on in the year. So we'll see what that is. But um, as for Rage 2, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely am going to check it out. I, I like the work that Avalanche Studios did with Mad Max, even though that game, a lot of people didn't really get a chance to experience it. Um, so looking forward to it. Oh, can I just say really quickly? So, mm-hmm. um, more information about the sequel um, is that it's set after an asteroid kills 80% of the world's population. Ruthless and bloodthirsty gangs roam the open roads, basically. This sounds like Mad Max. And tyrannical authorities seek to rule with an iron fist. You will play as Walker, the last ranger of the wasteland, and a threat to the authorities' power. Your character is robbed of his home and left for dead. But now you must rage for justice and, sh- and freedom. Um, we're getting a lot of the original powers and vehicles from the original game. However, we're also getting um, some monster trucks, gyrocopters. You get to use an assortment of rugged and wasteland-ready vehicles to spread across the Badlands. Anything that you see in the game, you can automatically drive it. So this sounds really kind of cool. Sounds like Borderlands, but like on speed and crack. Exactly. But Borderlands and as you said, Mad Max. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. The trailer, like I said, the trailer, it, lo- it looked fantastic in the trailer. Uh, so I'm, de- I'm definitely curious to see more from the game at Bethesda's conference in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, overall, I don't have anything bad to say. We'll, we'll see. I may have uh, some uh, extended thoughts on this after we do see it. Because we are going to have some uh, shows recapping a lot of the uh, stuff that we see at E3, so we'll definitely talk about that later. Yeah. But uh, and so since you know we don't know what Bethesda is announcing this time, since it's coming out 2019, I just want to say, you know, the weekly shout out that clearly it's going to be <laughs> No Mercy. <laughs> just throw that in there. Well, hey, hey sure, sure, hey, it, it, anything is possible. You know, um, Bethesda likes to surprise people, so you know anything is possible. Uh, but uh, no, no doubt about it, they are going to release something this fall because I mean they made it very clear when people was talking about. They said this is going to be their longest a conference that they've ever had this year, and now mm. that you you announce something like this before the conference, it makes me think. Okay, so what else are you going to talk about? So they obviously have a lot more to talk about. I know there was news about DLC for uh, Prey. Um, which has been leaked a couple of times And that I think we are going to get But outside of that I have no other idea I mean obviously updates to Elder Scrolls Online um, Yeah they'll have some more of that stuff But outside of that I have no idea what else they could talk about So very very curious to see What else they mention uh, At their show But we'll see uh, Gary if they announce a Skyrim 2 Would you be all for that? <laughs> Uh, no for Skyrim too, but that I do want another Elder Scrolls. It needs to be set in another region, you know, of uh, of the Elder Scrolls universe. Uh, definitely not Skyrim again because they already did that. But um, if it's somewhere else in the universe, then yeah, I'll be hyped officially. We'll and also, can I just also say another screw you to Walmart because they leaked uh, the Assassin's Creed. So. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they, leaked, they leaked a lot of stuff. They leaked a whole ton of stuff. 
Yeah, they leaked like over four. I want to say over forty games. Yeah, that's about accurate to me. So the, the, the new Assassin's Creed takes place in uh, World War Two, right? Or something. Yes. Well, oh. They're also doing a comic book, and also they're trying to set up some type of learning centers for for schools. Which actually, I'm all for because when you, Assassin's Creed to me, it's like it's better doing a better job teaching history than than the actual school. Yeah, like it actually makes history exciting. Like that's that's the thing I like about it. Like, cause when you're just like listening to somebody, like a, a teacher or whatever, talk about history in school, it's like boring. Like you fall asleep. But like if you're like murdering people, if you're an assassin, like that just makes it cool. You want to pay attention to to what's actually going on. So um, that's pretty cool. And I know in Assassin's Creed Origins, they actually have like a separate mode where you can just explore Egypt like you know without all the murdering and all that stuff so like you can just you know go on a tour of Egypt and find out like what different you know different uh um ancient figures and 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 things of that nature and temples and and um pyramids and stuff you can find out what it all really means so yeah like they could really uh they can have that as like a new selling point for the Assassin's Creed series yeah. if they're smart that's kind of cool so yeah, it's already they they started testing in um, schools in Queens, New York. It's in America, and they've had positive um, responses so far that they had um, seventy five tours. So like seventy five different you know places and schools have joined in. So nice, kind of cool, and the comic book series. That will be set in World War Two. That sounds exciting. And the game that got leaked because Walmart is a bunch of buttholes. <laughs> well, 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 well. It works though, because wouldn't it also be like? Excuse my ignorance, but wouldn't it also be the studio's fault as well for giving them that information beforehand? Well, well, hey, you know that's a good question. Um. I mean, uh, yeah, th- this stuff has happened before with a lot of stuff getting leaked online. But yeah, they, I- I'm surprised that uh, Ubisoft, I mean, maybe Ubisoft contacted them after it happened and said, hey, y'all need to take this down immediately. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they should. I-, I mean, the whole thing about it is that I would be cautious of working with them again. But this is Walmart. They're still going to continue to send, uh, you know, their products there to be sold. Uh, yeah. So. I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, they, they they send a lot of this information out early. I know GameStop has gotten stuff before, and then you they they've had some leaks as well. But uh, it doesn't impact the relationship because they're still sending them uh, the game. So, but yeah, this is we'll see what happens. There should um, be penalties. There really oh, should be. Oh, 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 there definitely should be penalties. And you know, every every year, you know, right around this time of the year, uh, there's always leaks from E3. And, and, you know, like I recall, the one year that we went, uh, the whole Microsoft conference leaked, I believe it was a day before it actually started. And pretty much everything, like everything from the from the start to the end of the show was revealed, was leaked. And then, of course, at the end, that's when they announced, oh, we have the Xbox One X at that time, Xbox Scorpio coming out next year. But everything we knew about beforehand. So that kind of killed the experience when you walk in there. I mean, it was a great show, but just to know everything that was going to happen ahead of time was very annoying. So, um, 
we'll see about the rest of these leaks because pretty sure all I, I'm pretty sure everything on the leak is is accurate with the exception that there's definitely some errors in there because Forza Horizon Five, nah, we haven't had four yet, so that's off. But we'll see, we'll see. But they were pretty detailed about the um, Assassin's Creed, the Assassin's Creed Dynasty, mm-hmm. and that is the place in most of modern Greece, like the name, like the the different areas, like Macedonia and. The whatever the fancy C's that I can't pronounce because I'm I'm dyslexic, um, but uh, Rogue will be in the game and it's going to be a similar uh, DLC to um, the other games. And there's Templars, there's families that control the cities, and the three provinces as the Roman clients and administrators propaganda to the new um, Europe. I mean Europa. I mean Emperor. Sorry. And you get to play as a male or female protagonist from Sparta. Again, this is all speculative. We don't know. And that there are major differences is going to be in the main in the main story. And that the targets, the skills, and the customizations are going to be based on characters choosing. So we'll see what they have to say. But still, screw you, Walmart. <laughs> Basically, yeah. they said that it's going to be way different than Origins. If anybody's liked Origins or hated it, it's going to be opposite yeah i i mean yeah, i enjoyed uh, origins so go ahead gary oh yeah yeah i well from what i've played I, i've enjoyed origins i still need to go back to it but um in the chat we have mr ruthless uh ruthless kid <laughs> aka Blackman, and he's saying that he actually didn't like origins and he wishes they didn't take a year off and that they kept things the same um so but he's excited for more assassin's creed so yeah. He needed to take a year off because it was just oversaturated. Well, every yeah. year the game, and it, I just feel like it was focusing on on something that was good. To me, it was like similar to another two K eight WWE game. Uh oh, uh oh, yeah, the game that's always the same. <laughs> so it's the same, yeah. So I, I, it needed a break. Well, we'll, we, I mean, we will see if they have learned their lesson with this uh, other game because if this game is coming out this fall now that they have delayed Skull and Bones, uh, there's something coming out this fall. I don't know if it's Splinter Cell or Division Two, but if this game gets announced and comes out this fall, then they know they didn't learn their lesson. They didn't give enough time to breathe in between this and the other game. So we'll see. I need that Splinter Cell. I need it. Yeah, we yeah, we, we definitely need Splinter Cell. I agree a hundred percent. So I don't have a problem with that coming out this fall if that's when it's dropping, but we'll see. Right. All right. So, uh, any thoughts before we move on to our next topic? All right, Gary, I'm going to go to you next on this one. You know, last E3 that we attended, uh, we played a ton of great games. Um, but there's one game in particular that Gary Swaby really, really, really really enjoyed and that was a game called lawbreakers you know uh we got to see cliffy b he looked happy and also you know keeping to himself also made a point to talk to certain people didn't talk to other people which i find interesting but um now that lawbreakers has proven to be unsuccessful and they have this other game called radical heights which also was unsuccessful cliffy b has announced that boss key Productions is closing its doors indefinitely, right away. Um, obviously, there are some people that work there that they have already uh, had a lot of different companies reaching out to them, saying that they're hiring as well. 
So that's a good thing. But I just want to get your thoughts, starting with you, Gary. What do you think of all of this happening with Cliffy B and uh, Boss Key Productions? Uh, yeah, first of all, can you guys hear me okay? Because I, I don't you... know if the connection's a bit off or not. Well, it is, it is, it is a little in and out right now. Okay. Just, yeah, as for, uh, yeah, like, I, I guess I saw this coming. Like, from the moment they kind of shut down Lawbreakers, and then, you know, it, they, they announced Radical Heights out of nowhere. It, they didn't have that point because it's like, okay, this isn't a rollout for a video game. Like, you don't announce a video going live. So that right there told me that last minute effort to kind of put some, uh, basically follow a trend which is you know the current trend is battle royale and they wanted to try and get, and try and salvage something to keep boss key productions going but um where i think just you before when you at e3 you know it's all about him like he's a very um, arrogant and uh, self-absorbed person oh can you guys hear me Oh yeah, it's choppy. It's choppy, as they were saying in the chat. It's choppy now. The audio is choppy. So uh, you may have to sign out, sign back in, if possible. Is it uh, like? Is it really bad? All right, keep talking. Let's see. Say say something else. Yeah, um, I was saying like he comes across as a real um, self-absorbed person. Okay. So um. It like, sounds good. It sounds good now. Let's try to keep it there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hopefully. Otherwise, uh, if it keeps going bad, I'll. But yeah, um, he comes across as good, and I think he puts a lot of focus on himself, and he wants his reputation to kind of carry him. And uh, I don't think he actually puts in a lot of the the attention to detail. And the research, research, you know, like, I think he thinks that he can just put something out and people are going to buy it because he's the guy that made Gears of War. Absolutely. Put out a product that the one. What's that? Oh, no. Oh, no. So I was saying it, it did get chopped. It, it, yeah, it, it, did, it did get choppy again. So you may have to go out and come back. Uh, but I will say this. Right. Okay. Uh, so I will say this. We have learned that uh, Cliffy B has, uh, I believe that he has confiscated this live show and he is interrupting your cor- your uh, connection right now. So we're going to move on to Dana and ask her, what do you think of uh, this news regarding... Uh, Boss Key Productions and Cliffy B. One, I think that is very unfortunate. I mean, the guy started out with just a dream of wanting to have, you know, his own um, production studio thing. And everything looked like it was going okay-ish. But then, you know, you have to lay off your employees and then you have to tell the world, basically, that you're a failure. And it's kind of really sad. Um, I think that, well, overall, it's sad. I think that, you know, somehow... The game's Lawbreaker, for some reason, you know, it just didn't 
get much attention and, and people just somehow like forgot about it. And, you know, I don't know per se, you know, what was the cause of everything aside from no one really buying the game. Um, I think that, you know, it just wasn't really launched properly. I think that it never really had a chance. And therefore, I believe that the studio itself never really had a chance. I mean, from the beginning, it had such negative press. And, you know, with that, that means you're you're not going to be able to to grow your company the way that, that you want it to, to grow. On top of that, um, I kind of feel that he wanted to be more of a celebrity than, uh, you know, a developer. And for me, I believe that while that can be possible, you can be both. You do have to, you know, give attention to what it is that you're developing your game and, and be a part of it. For example, you have somebody like um, Hideo. And Hideo is someone who's always out there and you know who he is and he does the spotlight. The spotlight. And he's able to, you know, talk about his, his different projects that he has and everyone loves him and he has like this cult-like following. But at the end of the day, he's busy working. We don't understand how he does it all. I believe he doesn't sleep. But he's able to still go out there and produce really great games. My thing is that not everybody can do that. And the downfall, as he likes to call himself Cliffy B, um, it just didn't work out for him. He spent too much time being in the spotlight. Remember, he was on, I don't know if you know, he was on Jimmy Fallon. He was also in The New Yorker. And I think that he, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but maybe it got to his head. So much like, you know, he became a little bit big headed and just didn't concentrate on creating really great games. Um, I find it slightly weird and somewhat sad that he went recently and started tweeting out all of the different ideas that he had for for the for games that is now not going to come into fruitation. So um, overall, I think it's just really sad situation. But I think, you know, it was they just didn't handle things properly. And I don't think that he was ready to be a designer, you know, have this production company. And he maybe was just too concentrated on being a celebrity. Very good points. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Gary. Uh, do I do I sound okay now? Yeah. Oh yeah, you sound you sound better, Gary. Um. Well, yeah. Um. I was basically just saying what uh you know what what Dana said basically, but also I heard. Um, something that you know makes Cliffy B look look even worse is that um, like I heard people who were working on Radical Heights actually had to learn about you know the the, the company shutting down through his Twitter update. So you know wow. the rest of the world knew like as soon as Cliffy B tweeted that all the gaming websites ran with it and everything, but he didn't have any kind of conversation with the you know his team before he sent out that tweet so people were still working on patch notes for radical heights while that news was already out there and you know they they were none the wiser about it so even that makes you know it puts into perspective just how you know bad of a leader he kind of was and um, that just goes to show why it things led to this in the first place to me, he seems like he would have been better if he was the face of the company. And he did all the social medias and the interviews and the profiles and let someone actually run the company from the back end. And, well, you know, on. yeah. So when you say face of the company, you mean like uh, Roman Reigns is the uh, supposed to be the face of WWE? Ha ha. 
<laughs> like, yeah, something like that. Like, let's not do all the media tours. And let somebody else, you know, control the, the gaming side of everything and the business side. I just don't think he knew how to balance all of them at the same time. And that, you know, he just seemed to be more concerned about his image and, and going to all these different media events. But meanwhile, he's not, you know, the, the games that are being produced are not as great as they could be. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I agree with, uh, with a lot of what both you and Gary had to say. Uh, I, I'm going to make a, a controversial statement now, uh, a controversial comparison, if you will. Before I do that, let me just say, it, yeah, it's horrible to hear this news. I never like to hear any news of anybody losing a job. It's even worse when I hear that the employer does not inform the people they're working with, oh, it, it's, it's, you know, we're going to be shutting down soon. That's absolutely terrible because you give – the people who spend all their time, energy and effort working on your title, you give them no heads up so that they can start looking for other opportunities. I, I don't like that. Now, maybe he did say something to some people, but based on what Gary said about all the people finding out, I don't believe any of that happened. So that is terrible news to hear. But I will just say this to Cliffy B. Now, I'm going to just keep it real right now. And hopefully, you know, he doesn't see this video later or tries to sue me or whatever, but I don't really care. Uh, to me... The only project that Cliffy B has ever had success on was Gears of War. And I feel like he has his success off of that. Ever since then, he hasn't done anything special with what he's done in the industry. Uh, and when I say it's a controversial comparison, because this also makes me think of David Jaffe. The fact that he worked on God of War, that is a game that he is known for without a doubt the most. Of course, he had Twisted Metal as well. But he hasn't had any great games since then. You know, we had Drawn to Death, that game that came out. Uh, that game is complete garbage, in my personal opinion. You know, obviously, there's probably somebody out there that will disagree with what I said. But I think that that comparison is somewhat has a little bit of weight. Obviously, though, I still think what Cliffy B did is far worse. But this is a person who he had success as Gears of, doing Gears of War. That's fine. That's great. Maybe after that, he should have retired and called it a career instead of trying to make, make his own project because Lawbreakers was in development for so long. Half of the stuff that they put into that game, other developers were already doing releasing in other titles. So it, I didn't really see the appeal of it. You know, we played it at E3. I made the joke that Gary loved the game. Honestly, that probably, I think, was the most disappointing game that we played at E3 last year, if I had to be honest and very candid and say that. But for what it's worth, um, I just hope that the people who actually spent time working on this game, they land on their feet and find something better. Because, again, as a developer, and I, I'm not a developer, but as someone who sees these people who work on these games, a lot of times they sacrifice their lives to work on this stuff. You know, you don't spend time with your kids. You don't spend time with your wife or whatever because you're working on a, a project, spending all this time, overtime, etc., which is fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, the employer, I would think, has to show their appreciation for that. And I think the decent thing would have been to let them know we're going to be shutting down. Don't announce it and then let them find out like everybody else, because that's that just shows a complete lack of respect for your actual employees. So that's why I have an issue with, but we'll see what happens with Cliffy B. Um, I'll be very curious to see what happens if we run into him at E3, if he says, oh, I heard the podcast, obviously nothing uh, nothing uh, violent will happen. But, uh, I mean, 
it just it's it's a it's a bad situation. So I just hope the best for everybody that worked on the game. But that's all I had to say on that. Yeah, I'll, 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 Go ahead. Really quickly, the one lawbreakers was kind of trash and lazy and really dull, and none of the characters were impressive, and the game design was and really mad and you very forgettable. It had some really great ideas. I just wanted to throw that out there. The problem is, I think there was no lack of direction. I don't think that you know they they with the team leader or whoever him basically didn't allow for his team to really be creative and explore things. It felt like it was just a really rushed game, but it still had some really great ideas. So that's it. Sure. Sure. Um yeah, no yeah, I mean it's it, it's not it's nothing like I said, it, I mean it, maybe it's not a horrible game. I I just I, I thought it was it, it was okay, you know, some some people hyped oh, up the game. Had some great ideas though, buried in between the creases of horribleness. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, like I said, I just wish him well in his next endeavor, whatever it is. Maybe, hopefully, he will do right by his uh, former employees, help them, at least help them find other opportunities, you know, to some extent. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, Rich, I mean, I mean, I think I think Gary called it when he said he predicted this was going to happen after we saw what happened with Lawbreakers. Uh, I just find it funny how... Um, you know, the name of the game, Radical Heights, that is exactly the extremes that they went to after Lawbreakers uh, flopped. They went to extreme Radical Heights to try and, you know, continue to do stuff with their company, try to make a game that people would like. And it was unsuccessful. So we'll see what happens. But again, I wish the people well. And uh, whatever the next project is, we'll, we'll see what, what is he, how he recovers from this if he doesn't just straight up retire and say he's done making games. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, Cliffy B was successful when he was at Epic because all he had to do was play his position. But, you know, like, being given this much responsibility, you know, when you're, you know, he's probably not that good or a responsible person, that's why this all fell apart. So he probably learned a lot. Like, I'm sure he's learning a lot of lessons, and I hope he takes all of this on board. And I hope that this, you know, experience follows him to whatever he happens to do next. And hopefully that will work out better for him in the long run. But yeah, like you said, I hope that everyone, you know, all the people who actually worked on the game and all the people who are still um, updating the patch notes for Radical Heights and everything, I hope those people land okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's what's most important, you know, because again, those people... Yeah, they put a lot of time into this project. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully they find new opportunities, which I'm sure they will. And hopefully Cliffy B, you know, if he does decide to continue making games, he'll maybe scale back some of his aspirations or just try to do something else. But we'll see what happens. Um, any final thoughts before we move on to our next topic? All right, so Dana... Now I'm going to pass the mic over to you because I believe there are a few entertainment things you wanted to mention. So the floor is yours. Mute it. I was muted. I apologize. Okay. One, I really want to quickly say 
go see Han Solo, go see Deadpool 2. Um, Deadpool 2 made, um, it hit $176.3 million international box office. So it was very successful. Um, I think that it's absolutely hilarious. Way better than the original. Also, Affinity Wars made $1.81 billion worldwide. So it's the top grossing movie. It's about to beat Avatar. It's going to beat Titanic. Screw you, um, James Cameron, who said that he wishes that the whole Avengers series would go away. Falling Water was canceled by USA Network after two seasons. If anyone is a fan of that, you no longer have a show to watch. Now, the the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry wedding, which I know that Gary was so excited for. He was like tweeting me at six in the morning. Oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Um, that that 18- definitely didn't happen, by the way. He was he did. He was like, oh my god, I have receipts. It's so great. It's so wonderful. I'm crying. Um 18 million people in the UK watched it. Four million people in Australia watched it, and there are no numbers yet for the American viewership. Uh after seven years, 156 episodes, and seven seasons, Once Upon a Time is officially over. It had a series finale last night. The ratings was okay. It saw the end of the storybook and all of the stories and everyone came back for their one last reunion. I thought the show should have ended during season six. Um, Apparently the producers was very upset that I said that and blocked me on Facebook. Um, After that, we have American Horror Story. Anyone who's a fan, uh, the next eighth season is going to include Billy Lord again. Billy Lord, those who don't know, she's the daughter and granddaughter of, um, um, oh shoot, Princess Leia. I just completely went blank. Anyway, so she, she comes from, from, from acting dynasty. Anyway, they released details about it. So they said that, um, she's going to be in American Horror Story season eight. Um, she's going to be joined by the regular cast. However, they also cast Joan Collins, who's going to play um, Evan Peters' grandmother. Um, season eight is going to be set 18 months into the future. It'll be a heightened version of the show. and uh, It's not necessarily as real and grounded as the past seasons. It's going to be a combination of Asylum and, and Coven, those who watch those two. Um it's rumored to be called American Horror Story Radioactive. There's no confirmation of what the storyline is going to be about, but they will start shooting on June 16th. Um, the season two for 13 Reasons Why was released on Netflix. If you're a fan of the first one, go watch the second season. It all makes sense as to why they brought back Hannah and why, you know, there even is a season two. Now, Thundercats, it was announced, Thundercats is coming back. Remember the 1980s, Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats? Yay. Okay, so the Cartoon Network greenlit Thundercats Roar. Um, it's an all-new series from Warner Brothers, and it's going to premiere next year. Right now, the production is underway. And what they said is, is that staying true to the premise of the original series, Lion-O and the Thundercats barely escape a sudden destruction of their home world, Thundera. 
only to crash land on a mysterious and exotic planet of Third Earth. Lion O and the newly appointed Lord of Thundercats attempts to lead a team as they make this planet their new home. A bizarre host of creatures and villains stand in their way, including the evil Mumra, Third Earth's wicked ruler who will not let nothing, including the Thundercats, stop his reign over the planet. Now, at first, it sounds really exciting. Only thing is this, they released the trailer, they released the um, art, and it looks like absolute garbage. The style art is something more in common with the amazing world of Gumbo. And it looks like something maybe a three-year-old would watch. And as a result, people are very upset. They have been bombarding, you know, all of social media and the production team that is, is they do this is a show they do not want because it looks awful. It's not funny unless you're three years old. And basically, Warner Brothers and the guy who's in charge of all the productions, he's laughing at everybody. He's saying, screw you. I'm, I'm, this is my show. Love it or hate it. It's still coming out next year. So those who care still, it'll re- be released in 2019. There's no official date yet, but next year is when it'll come out. Um, William, um, Sean William Scott, the comedian from American Pie, was cast in the um, Lethal Weapon. Remember the new season? Because they got rid of the original guy for basically trying to kill everyone on set. As a result, there now there was a weird thing that went on that said that if Lethal Weapon was to be renewed, they would cancel Gotham. However, a deal was made out, and Fox has announced that Gotham is renewed, but just for one more season. And that's it. They also said that we're going to get the real Batman. So we're going to see Bruce Wayne as Batman this year. Um, those who are really excited about Infinity War... Um, it will be available for digital purchase on July 31st and for Blu-ray on August 14th. Also, Jordan Pill announced that he is doing a Nazi drama. It is going to Amazon for next year. It's called The Hunt. Um, he's writing all the series, so he's writing all the episodes. Um, it'll be a 10-hour long so basically 10 episodes an hour, you know, per episode. It tells the story of a group known as Hunters living in New York City in 1977. The Hunters discover that hundreds of former high-ranking Nazi officials are living among them and conspiring to create the Fourth Reich in the United States. The group then sets out on a bloody quest to bring the Nazis to justice and to stop any of their genocidal plans. And that the story is inspired by real life events. So that should be very interesting. Now, a little bit in gaming news, Best Buy has announced that they have completely ended um, their, their, um, basically they have the Gamers Club Unlocked membership program where you can get free games and get discounts on new games. They have completely stopped it. It's not going to happen. Many people are very upset. They've said that for a variety of reasons, they decided that our Gamers Club program will not be accepting new members. This includes both free game club members and the Gamers Club Unlocked. Current members will continue to receive their benefits, and we encourage everyone else to use the My Best Buy membership to receive perks, including receiving a $10 reward certificate when pre-ordering select hot games. 
they are stopping all promotions and that they are no longer going to accept it online in stores so effective right now you it's done it's over with and many people are upset about that so very unfortunate news to to those who are part of that program yeah i i actually have a comment on that because i am a part of that program and uh Ooh. when i saw that news i said well this is absolutely ridiculous because i recall when they announced that program when they had it uh the fact that you can get discounts on your games they had all this stuff before amazon decided to add this stuff to prime with the games so this is once again a a, a situation where they have you know they don't really do a good job with uh supporting this particular idea that they had because that was one of the i mean i i i use that promotion on every game that i got uh and my membership doesn't effectively end until 2020 because they haven't updated now if they cancel it that's fine but as of today as i look at my membership it's still active until 2020 so i did try to purchase a game just now it still works fine so that's fine, but I really don't understand why they would get rid of that. But then again, they haven't really been doing a good job because they used to let you know up front which games, whenever a game isn't announced, which games were part of that promotion where if you buy it, you get a $10 gift certificate. Right now, they only have three games on there. They said they'll add more after E3 or whatever, but in the past, you would know right as soon as the year starts, they would have maybe 12 to 14 games on there that you can get that discount with, and they don't have that up on there now. So it's unfortunate news, but uh, it is what it is. Um, terrible, but not surprising because, I mean, this is Best Buy. They've, they haven't been getting behind this stuff the way that they should have got behind it, so it is what it is. Yeah, they just kind of abandoned it. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, we got a, a little gameplay re- uh, reveal. If anyone watched, we got some Wrecked Ralph. They showed how he looks and how he looks when he's being summoned. We got um, Mount Olympus. We got some Toy Story worlds. Um, they also had the Big Magic Mountain. Um, it, everything looks really beautiful. The only thing is that we still don't have a release date, but they announced that they're going to announce a date for them to renounce the release date. So we're getting a teaser of the release date on a certain day. So next week they're going to announce, you know, the game will be released, which, you know, whichever date they decide to release it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any kind of sense. I mean, I guess, uh, so next week, I guess they're going to announce that, we're going to announce a release date at E3 or something like that, I guess. I, I don't understand the logic behind that. Um, just announce a release date already, but I mean, I, I do believe it's still coming this year, you know, but I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see whatever they, they have planned for this announcement. Yeah. It's yeah. Odd. And, I don't know. Oh, no, Absolutely. Uh, Gary, I know you you are a Kingdom Hearts fan, so are you looking forward to the, this announcement, or you don't care? You just want them to talk about when the hell is Final Fantasy VII Remastered coming out? No, like, I, I do want to, um, like, because I haven't beat the first two Kingdom Hearts games and all the extra stuff. I do want to get into it, but um, yeah, I am, you know, I am keeping an eye on Kingdom Hearts. I know it has a huge fandom, and it has Final Fantasy characters in it, so 
I'm interested just for that fact alone. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on all the new announcements and stuff. And I still think there's a chance it will come out this year. So, yeah. I doubt it. Maybe they're going to announce it for me. Ha ha. No faith in this game getting a release date. We'll see. We'll see about that. We'll, well, we'll know soon, sooner rather than later. But I, I will say this. If they announce... If they announce that we are going to announce a release date and then the actual news is that it is delayed, that'll be absolutely ridiculous. Because, I mean, if you're going to do an announcement of an announcement, that, that would give it be an indica- indicator to me that, okay, so there's going to be some good news I'm going to get with the second announcement. But if they say it's delayed, that will that would be absolutely ridiculous. I would have to give them a thumbs down for that. <laughs> it's so petty. <laughs> Especially since we've been waiting so long. It's just so petty. I don't get it. We'll see. Pretty. It really did. It did look pretty. Yeah. I just want the game. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, well, were there any other topics or, or that, that concludes your uh, news? Oh, in weird news, Crayola, the crayon company, you know, the good old smelling and you open the box and you get that contact high, they announced that they are getting into the gaming industry and that, you know, they want kids to express their imaginative worlds and activities through the, the virtual universe. So um, they are, they said that they're going to start creating games that's going to be similar to Lego. I don't exactly know how it's going to work. Um, maybe, you know, you use a crayon and you put it on a game pad and there's crayons in the game. I don't know. But they said that um, it's going to be more like Lego and that they're very excited. They're planning on releasing for PS4, Switch and Xbox One. They just didn't say what they're announcing. Uh, I, w- I would just like to say that um, Crayola should partner with Nintendo Labo because uh, I'm, I'm sure those children out there have already been using those two items together. So, uh, yeah, they, they should uh, probably partner with Nintendo instead. Now you can decorate your cardboard. Yeah, sounds exciting. Cool. I just wonder what they're going to do. Unless, you know, you're going to have like you can color with like a virtual reality crayon. I don't get it. They said that they want their games to be similar to like the ones in, in Lego, what TT Games did with Lego. So maybe something good can come out of it and it's really, you know, fun and creative looking and it's really crazy. Or it just could be really boring. Yeah, well, if they can make a movie out of battleships, I'm sure they can make a game out of Crayola. So. That was a really no, bad no. movie. So it's not. <laughs> Please. It's really bad. But yeah, also, and Richard, you said that you saw Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to make a quick comment on it. I, I don't want to give any spoilers because maybe some people that still haven't seen it uh, and Gary. Uh, but I, I will just say this. Uh, yeah, I thought that it was better than the first movie. Really, really funny, and the after in the in the scenes after when the credits start rolling, I that had me on the floor because I was surprised was they actually went back to 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 to, to, to fix that. Yeah, but there was like four of them. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it was. You know, now there wasn't any scenes after the credits, which you know some people are a little disappointed in that in the theater I went to after because I guess they thought they were going to see more scenes. But no, the the mid the mid credit scenes were absolutely hilarious. Um, very very curious to see which direction they go in next with this particular franchise. If there is going to be another film, I mean, it, at the way it ends, I would assume. They, either it can be another film or they can just have Deadpool and other characters show up in other stuff. Well, they said that they don't want to do uh, another Deadpool sequel. They want it to be X-Force. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. And they also said that a uh, Cable storyline, I believe, is supposed to uh, extend to at least six movies. Yep. So, 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 so in other words, yeah, we'll definitely see Cable again. Uh, as for Thanos... Um, well, I think his time will be over after the next Avengers movie. Spoiler alert! But uh, we'll see. Oh, maybe he could like be defeated and then come back in the next phase. That's possible. Who knows? That's possible. You know, they said that we're getting an all new Avengers after this move, after um, Infinity War two. Hmm. Interesting. So the whole new new Avengers, you know, Bucky. Um, be bucking and falcon will be flying around and poor little Don Cheeto, they keep disrespecting him. They don't even give him any legs to, to use properly. <laughs> See him hey, doing the, the whole, Oh god, it's so disrespectful. How come they went and they helped Bucky more than they helped War Machine? What kind of legs was those he got? Those weren't vibrating. They didn't oh. even help him in Wakanda, like all those black people, they didn't help him. Oh no! They like no. They, they, he didn't need. They said he don't need no help. He got. He got the uh, the suit. He can get around with the suit. So that's it. He looked. <laughs> he was walking like he was the Hulkbuster. <laughs> so bad. No, but like as for um, Deadpool two, I just got word today that all my friends have already seen it without me. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Including Rufus Kid, including Ramiz. So yeah, I, I guess I gotta go solo to that one. Well. Uh, since Ruthless Kid is in the chat right now, I'm gonna give him a thumbs down because he should have contacted you. Y'all could have w- saw that movie, or you know, at some point this weekend. So Ruthless Kid, that, that's that's unacceptable. You need to work on that. <laughs> nah, he, he did. He did let me know ahead of time though. But yeah. Um... Oh, he did. Okay, so I'm gonna put you on the spot, Gary, and say you need to work on that then and get to this movie immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely need to see it. I'm probably just going to go one day after work this week. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Danny, you, you, you're going to say something. Go ahead. No, it's just, you know, he chose not to watch the movie. It's really disrespectful and sad. Yeah, uh, and, and you and you said that you saw uh, Solo? Or... Yeah, Solo. So I, you obviously can't talk about it, I'm sure, but you so you oh. give your th- thumbs up on that movie as well. We do. Here's the thing. It's very fun. It's a very fun movie. You end up there. You, you know, for me, their side movies seem to be much better than their episodes. Um, it's not as enjoyable as Rogue One. For me, Rogue One was one of the, that empire. And it was like another one that really like gripped me. But Rogue One was really like, oh my gosh, because I had no interest in it. And then when I saw it, I'm like bawling at the end. Even though people say it was just like a cut and paste of other movies. But for this one, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, the guy who plays Han Solo, um, Alan, I can't pronounce his last name. 
is like Imperic or whatever, he's German. He does a pretty decent job. And then Donald Glover, he's just Donald Glover and he has that that charm and that charisma. So for me, if you're looking for something that's going to be, you know, an in-depth story and really serious, you're not going to get it here. But you are going to say that it's it's fun. And it's good despite all of the whole like stories that came out about how terribly was directed and then they got Ron Howard and you know how he's way different than the guy they previously had before that they fired but for me it was it was enjoyable and it had a lot of laughs but it wasn't like an overly funny you're not getting Thor 3 in that type of humor everything was like oh this is funny like a natural thing sounds good to me I, yeah I'm gonna definitely check that out so I, I will have something to say on that next week uh for sure during the uh, memorial day uh weekend so yeah i'll check that out and you get to explore um Han Solo's planet which is really like sad and depressing and you learn <laughs> able to escape i mean there's a lot of questions that they they answer they do a really good job at researching all of the questions that people want to know and answering them i think it ties up a lot loose in like just for the story alone That's good. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Donald Glover is pretty good. That's good. That sounds good to me. All of that. Okay, so, so you're saying you want a Lando movie? I do, but um, Disney came out and was like, "We're not getting one." <laughs> This is he. Like he really does steal the show, and like in the best way. And people were like, where is the Lando movie? And Star and Disney was like, you're not getting it. Go see Han Solo and enjoy that because that's all we're getting of Lando. Interesting. Well, it's all right. It's all good. And action was really good. The special effects was pretty decent compared to like you know the things that were coming out with the reports was like the special effects were choppy and they didn't know what to do. They you know the direction was pretty awful and everybody was just swinging it. Somehow in the editing room, it all worked out. That's true. Absolutely. All right, so, yeah, I believe uh, that covers our news topics for this week, entertainment. So th- thank you very much, Dana. Gracias. Uh, so we have a couple more topics to get into. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with this one, and I'm going to let you be the first to give your thoughts on this, Dana. Uh, we had another game that was recently announced and is going to be delayed until 2019, and that is, of course, Shinmu 3. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Dana? Because I thought you were looking forward to this game. Oh, God, it's amazing what you can do when you actually release footage. You just destroy that whole momentum you had going. I remember when they announced it. I remember the being... You know, watching people at E3 and there were tears. There were actual tears in grown men's eyes. And the cheers and I was cheering. And remember that whole GoFundMe thing? And people ran in and it raised so much money so quickly and they broke all records. And then you found out that they already had the money for the game. They was just trying to find out how much in- interest people had in it. And then they stole all your money anyway. And then they released that trailer and it looked like actual garbage doo-doo. Mixed with like a little bit of like doo-doo juice. I'm really happy that it's delayed because, like I said, it looks awful. And it needs every single minute, second, hour, minute 
detail of of time so that they can work on the game. And actually, I hope that they spend maybe two years working on the game. No offense to anyone who still loves it and wants the game right away because it looks awful. So I'm very happy by this news. I'm not surprised by this news. As you guys already know, I'm the type of person who doesn't believe in announcing release dates unless that game is ready to ship. So I'm very happy and I hope it's renewed for as long as humanly possible so that they can figure out what to do. They can improve it. The character models look awful. Um, the, the cast just looks wrong. The new footage that they kind of released was just, it looked old. It looked old and unworked. It looked like a first grader decided to do a fan trailer. So I'm very grateful for the delay. I'm very happy. And next time, people, when they announce something and they want you to do a GoFundMe, maybe don't give them all of your money. So, yay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so Gary, you actually wrote this news story on the website. So, what are your thoughts on this delay for Shenmue 3? Um, I thought, you know, it was, it was inevitable. I think we knew this was coming. Um, and... Like the thing is with you know crowdfunded games, it's always like a tricky situation because it's like you you have people donating to you, and when people donate money to you, they have expectations. So it's like you know either you're you're gonna rush this thing out so you know they get what they paid for sooner, or you're gonna actually you know put the time and effort into it to perfect the game and make sure it's perfect for these people. You know, it's hard um, walking that that line. Like, you know, it's a it's a thin line there because they can get uh, they can get pissed off with you either way. Like, they can get very angry either way because if you don't put the amount of time into the game to perfect it, then they're gonna feel like you know they didn't get their money's worth because it was a, a bad game. You know, even though they got it fairly quickly. But then, you know, on flip side, if they have to uh, wait too long then they'll be annoyed then too because they've already paid for this game like they already put their money into it and they have to wait years before they get it you know so it's a double-edged sword there um and that's you know what that's what um people have to put up with when they they go the crowdfunding route um and i know there's a lot of people who actually put money into this game so you know they're going to be following it very closely regardless uh me i didn't actually donate even though i am really interested in the game because i i enjoyed the first game um but yeah i didn't want to put any money into it because i i knew it was gonna you know end up like this where we're kind of pondering what the fate of this game will be and whether it's actually going to be good so um i decided that you know i was just gonna uh, play the sidelines and just observe and see how it all plays out instead of actually putting my money into it but i know there's other people who put their money into it and I would like to hear what their thoughts are on this delay, like whether they prefer having it be delayed so that the game can be, you know, actually actually good quality, or if they just want it now, or, if, you know, if they really want it this year, you know. Um, so it would be interesting to see what those people think. But um, as for my own thoughts on the game so far, like Dana said, those animations look janky, you know, on that trailer that they, they put out. Um, uh, they did actually put out like a, a developer's update video, um, a dev diary sort of video where they was uh, they said they're actually working on the animations more 
So whether it's actually been vastly improved, we don't know yet. We're going to have to see, you know, more footage. But I'm hoping that they've gone back to the drawing board to, to you know, address all of the bad feedback they had. Uh, but one thing I will say is that the the actual artwork on, you know, the environments and stuff, that looks pretty good, you know. Um, and it looks consistent with the other Shenmue games that have been out previously. So based on that, I'm not expecting this game to be, you know, um, on the, the, the same level as modern games. Like, I don't think it's going to meet that level of, um, you know, graphic quality or anything like that. But if it's at least consistent or, you know, slightly better than the previous Shenmue games, then I think that's a good thing. And I also really want to see the remasters that, that are coming out for Shenmue because I'm wondering, you know, if that's going to be a good uh, gauge on on how good the third game is going to be. Because I'm sure they're going to have to do a lot of uh, reworking of those first two games to put out the remaster. So maybe that will be an indication of, you know, what to expect when we get Shenmue 3. You know, uh, it'd be nice if they returned everyone's money and shut down the Kickstarter page. (laughs) First of all, you knew something was wrong when they asked for $2 million for an open world game. And the first game cost around, what, 40, 70 million to make. So you're asking people for 2 million. Then you ended up raising 6.3 million. Shut down the page because it's still up. And this is what you deliver? You actually deliver juice that comes out of the anus. And then you want to sell it to people. It's wow. illegal. She's going I'm sorry. Right now. Ouch. I'm just, just upset because you asked the public and then you say the reason why you did it was so that you can garner attention. You want to see how many, you know, people want to see this game. Do a poll on Twitter. Do you want a Shimo 3? Yes or no, but don't go up and have a Kickstarter page, ask people for their hard-earned money, you know, for a game, and what, 2015, we're in 2018, and you deliver something that looks like a first grader's drawing. Yeah, I'm mad. And I didn't even get donate any money, because I'm broke. <laughs> but still, it's disrespectful. Shut down the page. And just, you know, work on the game and figure out what they... I don't know if it's a budget issue, because it makes no sense at all of what's going on. Sorry. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. The only thing that I will add is is that um, I guess we should have known something was up when we saw they're going to be re-releasing the other Shinmu games uh, this year. And, and yet, there was no release date for that either, if I recall, when they announced that. So... I figured that they, when they did that, oh yeah, Shenmue 3 probably ain't coming out this year. Um, so it's unfortunate. Uh, for those that are waiting for it though, I guess, well, I'll give a shout out to Mills. I mean, he had said in the chat that, uh, nobody wants to play a trash Shenmue game. So that people shouldn't mind the wait. But, uh, again, announcing in the beginning this Kickstarter. It was a bad idea because I believe this is not the first time they have delayed this game because from what I recall, this game was supposed to come out last year during December. And then that that time went by and they said, okay, no, we mean 2018. And now, oh, no, we mean 2019. So, yeah, that's a problem. 
It has um, to be illegal. Is there a way where you can go and complain to the commissioner of gaming? Because I feel like this is illegal. This is worse than loot box. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you can complain to Kickstarter. Like, I'm sure if like the majority of people complained to Kickstarter, that would kind of put pressure on them, and they probably would have to like return the money or something like that. But see, yeah. Uh, well, see, what I'm what I'm very curious to see is if Sony is going to address this at their conference this year. Uh, obviously, they already said they're going to talk about the other four games, but. I'm curious if they're going to prep to announce some type of update, maybe show new footage. Uh, that is what I, I want to see what happens with that. But other than that, yeah, the game is not coming out for 2019. So I guess we just have to wait for 2019 and see whether or not it lives up to people's expectations. No. <laughs> I'm telling you guys right now, no. Yeah, she, said, she, said, she, no said hell, so. she said hell no. Hell no. I they'll probably like computer graphics and make it look all really pretty, but then they'll have it the very small print at the bottom, not actual gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, go, well, go ahead, Gary. You, you, you was about to give give a shout out. Oh yeah, I got a shout out. Um, you know, former coalition staff member Fergus Mills, because he said he's looking forward to it and he's just happy it exists because you know he wants that conclusion to the story. And yeah, I I, I kind of agree with that. I do want to see the conclusion, but I want it to be good too. We and don't need it. I want to pray for a timely manner. Go ahead, Dana. I'm praying for him because <laughs> we're not supposed to look forward to this. I'm gonna pray for you to see the light and find other games. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, he laughed too. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, so any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic? No. All right, now this next topic is going to probably anger some fans, so we're going to go ahead and, and put up our shields now because we have to protect ourselves from the Xbox fans that may come after us. Uh, obviously, this week, there were a couple of, well, a lot of State of Decay 2 reviews that dropped, and the general consensus is very mixed. A lot of people say this pretty much is the same game that they played with the other State of Decay. Um, it still has a lot of glitches, a lot of technical hit hiccups, so on and so forth. So I wanted to ask uh, what your thoughts were on this particular news, Gary. I mean, I know uh, State of Decay, you uh, was thinking that this might be a good game for Xbox to release after the issues that they had with Sea of Thieves. So, what are your thoughts on this? And knowing that this game also is re- receiving mixed to bad reviews across the board. Yeah, um, I mean, like State of Decay Two doesn't appeal to me that much personally because I'm not really into zombie stuff that much. Like I see it as played out. Um, but you know, a lot of people were looking forward to this, and I did kind of think, you know, maybe this will be. And actually, yeah, an, an actual solid experience for you know um, Xbox owners because right now they let's be real they're kind of lacking. You know, Sea of Thieves was probably fun for a week. Uh, there's still no sign of Crackdown. You know, um, yeah, uh, there, there's there's just not much floating around in Xbox land right now. Um, so I was you know I was hoping for their sake that you know State of Decay was going to be good and um i haven't played it myself so i can't talk from experience but 
yeah, those uh, reviews aren't looking good. The Metacritic was, you know, I, I, I looked at it twice. And in those two times I, I looked at it, the number declined, you know, the second time around. So, yeah, like, uh, it's, it's not looking good right now. Um, I'm hoping the theory that, you know, Mr. Max Moller had is true where, um, you know, Sea of Thieves, State of Decay 2 and Crackdown are going to be like the last of the games that were kind of being developed with the old Xbox mindset and that everything after those three games will be significantly better because that will be more along the lines of Phil Spencer's uh, vision, you know, so... I'm hoping that reigns true and that after those three games come out, there'll be nothing but fire games. And I'm, I'm also hoping at E3 that Microsoft announces a bunch of games that are coming out this year, you know, exclusive games that are coming out this year. We already know there's going to be a Forza. Um, and if the leaks or anything to go by, we might have, you know, some more stuff coming like Gears or, you know, what have you. So I'm hoping they have a lot more rich richer experiences um coming you know within the months to come now um but the fact that we still don't have a release date for crackdown is really worrying like like because that game was announced years ago like like four years ago or something like that and it's still not here so yeah this makes you makes you scratch your head a little bit absolutely uh, so I do have a few thoughts, but I'm going to go over to Dana first. Uh, Dana, what are your thoughts on uh, State of Decay 2 and the mixed reception that it has gotten so far? You're muted, too. Oh. Maybe she's not there. Well... Maybe that is the actual reaction. She has nothing to say on State of Decay. So, Sorry, I had technical difficulties. I was pressing the mute and the mute button was like, no, I don't want you to unmute because uh, we don't like you. Okay. okay, so one, I have to say this. I really respect you Xbox fans and your loyalty. I really do. You guys have been taking L's up and down, around, left, right, center to your face, to your feet, your nose, your eyeballs. I really love you guys and the fact that you are so loyal and so dedicated to Microsoft. I'm not surprised that, you know, it's gotten mixed reviews. Again, I'm kind of like Gary where zombie games are really not my thing. Although I will, you know, love me some Resident Evil every once in a while. But this did look like it could be okay. It didn't, for me, it just didn't look like something that was truly exciting and would, you know, make Xbox, you know, number one again and really put it on top. So I'm not surprised by the reaction of it. I do hope that because of this failure, that it ignites something in Microsoft to create games that are worthy of an actual praise. So just like Nintendo and how poopy it got and, you know, it had its up and down moments, I hope that you guys get your ups. But State of Decay 2 is not one of your ups. But I'm pulling for you. I'm praying for you. So we'll see what happens at E3. But I I got my fingers crossed. Don't give up hope. Absolutely. Well, I I just find the... uh... 
that there is irony in the title State of Decay. Um, because that kind of predicted how the end product would actually be presented. And it's unfortunate, you know, I played State of Decay the first game, and the first game was good, although it had a, a lot of technical issues. It, it, it was an okay game. So coming into this experience, I expected it to pretty much be the same. Now, I haven't played State of Decay 2 yet. I will try it out this week, and then, you know, I'll have something to say about it next week. But um, I do. I know, I know my brother had a chance to play it, and he thinks the game is, is fine. It's a fine game. Uh, it was going to have some issues though with the technical stuff because that last game had a whole bunch of issues that uh, made it very tough to play some sometimes. So it's unfortunate to know that they haven't really gotten over some of that stuff. Obviously, I guess Microsoft will continue to release updates to try and correct some things, different patch updates. But yeah, if the game has issues, it's going to have issues. And the mixed reception, I think that is uh, fully expected. Um, so one thing I do want to say real quick, and then I'm going to ask a question because Ruthless has a question for Gary. Uh, just so that I want to make this as even kill as possible. I I've said multiple times on this show that if there are any games that I that I don't like, I will say it. It doesn't matter what system it's on. And a lot of people will think that, you know, we favor Sony sometimes. As I said before, Sony's done an excellent job this generation. But I have to make this comment and say this. And since this game has been compared because it's a zombie apocalypse type of game, there is another game coming out next year that is an apocalypse type game. It doesn't have zombies in it, even though they're not calling them zombies. And that is uh, Days Gone. Now, there was a gameplay video released uh, from Game Informer, you know, because that's the game that's featured on their magazine right now. I, I have to say this right now. After watching that video, that game also looks extremely disappointing to me as well because of the fact that they said a lot of different things in that video that really 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 makes me feel like this game maybe it'll be an okay game but it's not a game that i'm hyped for at least not anymore it isn't because they mentioned the character you know he has this whole thing with his motorcycle and they mentioned that a large part of the game is going to be about him getting his motorcycle back after he loses it within the first couple minutes of the game i don't want to play that type of a game and then I saw a lot of the sequences they had where he's actually shooting the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, this is this this could get real this could get real tired real real fast. Now obviously I haven't played it yet, so if I get a chance to play it at E3, I'll have more to say on it. But what I see of that game, not really too impressed by it at all, to be honest. Uh I honestly think that Sony Ben, they should have just made another siphon filter. And I've had this conversation with a, quite a number of people that agree. Yeah, Siphon Filter, maybe they should have just did another one of those instead. But for what it's worth, I guess they did say that that was the alpha build, even though we already know damn well that the game probably is not going to be too 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 different from what we saw. So we'll have to see what it is. Maybe the story is fantastic, and that's going to be one element about it that's going to be great. But uh, I am not impressed with what I have seen thus far. So just wanted to make sure that I was very clear, make this even kill. I don't criticize just Xbox games. I criticize any game if I think it's uh, not living up to its expectations. But um, to jump back onto this particular topic of State of Decay, it's, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I believe Microsoft definitely has a lot of other things that they're working on. As you both had already mentioned, there were leaks of Gears of War 5. I personally am looking forward to that because I enjoyed Gears of War 4. Uh, you know, I, the way they ended it, obviously, it's going to continue because there's still a lot of things they have to address. 
So I'm looking forward to the next year's War Five and whatever else they show. We still do have uh uh Ori and the Blind Forest Two coming out. Also, that is another game which I was surprised of. The first the first game that they that they released was was was, was another great game. So I believe Xbox definitely has some surprises in store at E3. But uh, up until now, you know, when they're not doing too good of a job, you, you gotta you, you can't sit here and just say, oh. They're doing an excellent job. No, we got to keep it real, you know. And if it's not living up to expectations, then you just got to be be open about it and say that. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I want to ask this question real quick for Gary. Since Ruthless brought this up and he said how you mentioned Crackdown 3. They haven't said anything about Crackdown 3. It's worrying. So his question to you is, where the hell is Deep Down on PlayStation? Yeah, uh, and my answer to that is, yeah, I'm asking the same question. Like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't see... Because, you know, he's trying to trap me and, and you know, expose me as a quote-unquote PS4 fanboy, PlayStation fanboy, whatever. But when the shoe is on the other foot, I go at Sony too. The, the only thing I have to say on that is um, Sony has actually been delivering. Like, they've been delivering with, you know, exclusives and multi-platform titles. So... There's not much you can I can really you know argue with them at that at this point because they've been putting quality games out you know over the past year or so. Before last year, go back and listen to some of the the co-op podcasts from before um, 2017, and you'll see I was going in on Sony just just as much as Microsoft, but they've actually been delivering now, so there's not much I can really say. Um, but yeah, deep down, where is it? Like you know, I've been asking about that game before as well. Like we still need to see that. I'm pretty sure Capcom's probably scrapped it by now. But um yeah, they did make a big fuss about that game. So I agree. So so I, I just have two points to make on that. I, I also agree where is deep down. Um, but I also would like to question where the hell is the next Dragon's Dogma game? Because that is another game that a lot of people were like, Where is the sequel to this game? Because the first one was was great. Um, but I guess uh, we'll, we won't get those answers. And then on the flip side of that, I'm going to say we can criticize the fact that Deep Down is missing. No, nowhere, nowhere to go now. But let me ask you a question, an honest question. And Rufus, you can answer this question also. Um, would you rather have Deep Down or would you rather have Monster Hunter World? Because I'm, I guarantee to you that Monster Hunter World, I'm pretty sure they spent a lot of resources and time to make that game, and if they spent time on Deep Down, you probably wouldn't get half the other games that Capcom have already released so far this generation. So, Monster Hunter is pretty much a commercial hit from everything I've seen so far this year, so I think, hey, yeah, we can criticize Deep Down, but Monster Hunter World, you said you said yourself, Rufus, you're still playing it, so I don't know. I, I mean, I think uh, it is what it is. I mean, if they didn't release anything at all, then I think you can really criticize them and say, oh, well, you guys haven't done anything. But they're still releasing games, so I don't think you need to, you know, go after them too harshly because, I mean, you're still playing the game. <laughs> but that's that's all I was going to say, hey, going too much off topic. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on um, State of Decay 2 before we move on to uh, our next topic? Can I just quickly say one thing that State of Decay 2 is fun. The only problem is that it's so darn glitchy that you, you forget that you're having fun. You're not having fun anymore. It overtakes having fun. I would say that the glitches are similar to um, Watch Dogs. So just after a while, for me, you just give up. 
This is disappointing. I don't know why why this is happening. And to keep relying on patches, I think that you're just being lazy at this point. So that's my thing. It could have been an actually decent good game. It is fun when it's not glitching. I agree. I agree. Yep. And, and that's the same issue they had with the last game. So many glitches, so many technical issues, and that really hampered the experience. So, again, I haven't played it yet, so I will try it this week, and I'll have more to say next week. But, uh, yeah, Max, the next time we get him on, I'm pretty sure he'll have something to say about it as well. So, we'll see. But um, let's go ahead and let's move on to our final topic for today. Um, This is obviously, I believe, the biggest news of the week. And the fact that there is going to be more on this news later because we do know that there will be a response to what took place. But uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Mr. Lugo actually went to the Call of Duty of Black Ops 4 event in Los Angeles earlier this week. Um, and he basically, there's a, there's a multiplayer video that is currently on YouTube, as I mentioned. So definitely check that video out with commentary as well. But the the whole thing about this event is that you know Activision announced their you know Black Ops Four. We saw gameplay. We saw the fact that it's going to be a multiplayer only experience. There will be no single player campaign whatsoever. And I believe this is something we spoke about before. It's also going to have its own version of Battle Royale mode. I believe it's called Blackout. So um, and it's going to have zombies like pretty much all the Call of Duty games have. So. Wanted to ask this question on um, what do you guys think about this news regarding Black Ops 4? Are you excited for the game or do you think that uh, are, you, are you just not looking forward to it at all? Um, I'm actually going to start with you first, uh, Gary, because I know you took a break from Call of Duty for a little bit of time and you was on Battlefield. So now now that you know that Call of Duty is not going to have a single-player campaign, it's all multiplayer-focused, are you more likely to pick up the game or not at all? Yeah, so um, just to keep everyone up to speed, so I, I believe the last Call of Duty game I bought was Advanced Warfare, which was probably like three years ago or something like that. Um, it was a few years back. But yeah, um, since then I've had a policy that I'm not buying any more Call of Duty games because it's the same old thing every year and I'm tired of buying this game I'm tired of playing it and I did move on to Battlefield and now you know Overwatch is like my you know main go-to FPS experience but um so let's get to Black Ops 4 right so yeah um that facts that that policy still remains but I must say one thing when I saw the game during the announcement it looked kind of fire. Like I, I can't even lie. Like the game looked pretty good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I was kind of impressed. Like wow. Like this actually looks good. Um, but you know, still, I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna rush into the game because I know Call of Duty. Like I know, like this is what they do every year. Like they, they get you excited. They get you hyped. They show you some nice visuals and, um, you know, explosions and you know, cool stuff. Cool little, um, you know segments of the game and everything like carefully selected segments that they they show on screen and stuff like that they get you excited but then when you actually get the game it's just the same old thing you've been playing for like 10 years so yeah um i'm still not completely sold but it does look good so 
they announced a bunch of new things they're trying to add to this experience. Um, of course, it's going to be multiplayer only. There's no story mode whatsoever. Um, they said that there's going to be a, a boots to the ground approach, which means there's no wall running. There's no like jet packs or, you know, uh, boosters or anything like that. You're always grounded in this game. So, you know, people complained in the last few games where you could run on walls and all that sort of stuff and it kind of slowed down the gameplay it gave unfair advantages and you know it was a lot of people didn't like it they also um they also said that your guns always stay up so no matter what you're doing if you're if you're cooking a grenade you can still shoot with your gun um you know if you're throwing something else or if you're throwing out a, a grapple hook or something you can still use your gun and shoot which is kind of cool so it's like you can always shoot no matter what you're doing with the other hand and i find that pretty cool um and they they also went into this whole um monologue about about the actual guns being characters themselves so i'm uh it sounds like they're putting a lot of attention to detail and the different guns that you can get and everything and they're all going to be kind of different in their own way uh, that remains to be seen. You know, I guess we won't know that till we actually get to play the game. Uh, they, I also like what they're doing with the healing. So your character doesn't automatically heal. Like, you know, I think in previous games, if you just like ran to the corner somewhere and sat down for a few seconds, your your health would gradually get better. This time around, that's going to be something manual. So you have to manually heal yourself, like, you know, with supplies or whatever. So that I think that's interesting because it makes you really think about your your movement, you know, in the game because you have to. Uh, it's something else that you kind of have to consider. It's like reloading; you have to know when to reload and stuff like that. So you're gonna have to think about when to heal yourself, and I like that element, um, especially because I'm an Overwatch player. Like where you know healing and stuff like that is something that's very important. Um, so I like that approach that they're taking. Because, um, you know, uh, Call of Duty got too casual and too run and gun. And, you know, you didn't have to think about things like that before. So I think this is going to add a new element to it. And um, I think that was a great idea to implement that. Uh, then they, they talked about zombie mode for a long time. And I don't care about zombie mode, of course. But um, it looks cool for the people who are interested in that. Now, as for the blackout mode... I can't lie, like, Battle Royale is fun. You know, if you play PUBG or Fortnite, it is fun. Like, PUBG it was was really fun um, for a while. Uh, I don't really play it much anymore, but the whole um, the whole Battle Royale theme is, is pretty fun, having all those people in one server, and you have to keep fighting until you're the last man standing and everything like that. I do like the concept. Um, they didn't show anything of this Blackout mode, but they did, you know, talk about um, how big the map is going to be. They also interestingly said that zombies are going to be on the map too. So not only do you have to worry about all the other people in the server, but you also have to worry about the zombies on the map too. And I think that's really interesting that they're kind of blending everything in the Call of Duty experience into the mode. So I think that's going to give them a good edge in terms of the Battle Royale. Um, I think they're probably going to unveil this mode at E3. So that's something something else to look forward to. But I just want to end this off by saying that even though the game looks kind of fire to me, I really just want to see what EA is 
what DICE is going to do with Battlefield because Battlefield is going to have Battle Royale 2 and I've always preferred the Battle Roy- um, sorry, the Battlefield style of play over uh, Call of Duty and Battlefield has more experience with creating large maps like all of their games have had extremely large maps so I think they can do it better than Call of Duty can because I remember um, Call of Duty Ghosts they tried to do bigger maps in that game and they did not do a good job of it. Like it was very bland and very boring to play. So um I just I just want to see what Battlefield is gonna do in terms of the whole, you know, battle royale and everything else. So that's what I'm waiting for. But yeah, that's uh all I got to say. Alright, so I'm 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 gonna make a quick comment and then I'm gonna pass it over to Dana. To answer your question, Gary, you said you, you you can't wait to see what Battlefield does. Well, guess what? You won't have to wait long because they're going to reveal Battlefield 5 officially in three days. So I think that uh, them the timing of them just upping and deciding to announce that, that tells me, oh, let's see what they're doing with this Call of Duty thing first. And then we're going to reveal our stuff a week later. So I'm uh, very curious to see that also. And I do know that... Um, they did say that Battlefield 5 is going to have the same thing they did in Battlefield 1 with the war stories and stuff like that. But uh, I don't really know too much else about it. So we'll find out more about that on Wednesday. Yeah. So, uh, Dana. I can't wait for that. Absolutely. So, so Dana, uh, any thoughts on uh, this uh, Black Ops 4 uh, news that we got this week? <sighs> oh my gosh it's the same game every year i zoned out but um one i'm upset because it's no no more single player campaign and i like single player games so right then there i have no interest in this game um also the 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 um battle royale thing it the blackout it does look interesting. I'm not going to lie. They said it's going to be the biggest, you know, ever. And that it's 1,500 times the size of New Ta- of Nuketown. Um, so that seems really fun. Um, war mode is not returning. Again, boring. There's the beta only for if you pre-order. Uh-huh. Fog of War was added. That was cute. Um, I don't like this at all. To me, it just seems like it's the same game every year. So I'm, uh, I'm not really interested. I miss bad company. Yeah, I want a bad. Instead, I miss bad company. Well, if 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 EA does announce that, then uh, that'll be fantastic because that is a game that I also want. But uh, we'll see. It's like we're I'm getting games that I don't want. Um, this one, yeah, again for me, it just feels like the same thing over and over again. I like the fact that you know the gun will always be upright when you shoot. Um, like I said before, the battle royal part is is that's fine. Um, but overall, it's just I feel like it's the same thing every year. So I'm not really that that. Happy. Eh, I understand that. Well, we'll. Uh, I mean, we we we'll definitely have more to say on Black Ops Four. Uh, 
Mr. Lugo and I will actually have another show where we'll talk a little bit more in depth about his uh, trip to L.A. to see it. I personally, you know, I have to agree. I, I, I like the single player element in a lot of these games. You know, I enjoyed the campaign they had in Advanced Warfare. That was fantastic. You know, you had uh, a guy who I cannot mention now because of the uh, allegations and all of the he's no longer the actor I thought he was uh, in that game. But uh, listen, the game was great. The story was great. Uh, so, you know, they have proven that they are capable of making a great single player story in these games. But to know that this won't have a single player, I do think that is going to turn some people off. Obviously, the people who love multiplayer, yeah, they'll pick this up immediately and they'll spend top dollar to get the, you know, the deluxe edition or whatever the most expensive edition is going to be for this game as well. So I salute them. Um, but uh, we'll see. I haven't really seen anything. I I, I would assume that we'll I'll, I'll have uh, I'll see more of the game at E3 in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I as of right now, I'm like, OK, well, for those that like multiplayer, it's great for the people like me who like single player. Well, I, I really won't. Even if I try this game out, it won't be for a long period of time if I had to make a guess, but we'll see. Well, I know that the multiplayer is similar to Overwatch, and I know Gary is very excited about that. Uh-oh. So I well, they, well, Gary. There, you go, Gary. there you go. That's perfect for you. Yeah, so he said it's just like Overwatch. So, you know, yay you. Yeah, I mean, nothing will uh, get me away from Overwatch, but yeah, it sounds cool. But um, ju- just keeping with that, also, the game is going to be available on PC on Battle.net. So, you know, the same app where you play Overwatch, Call of Duty is going to be on there. And uh, they like they don't play no games because th- that's already showing up on the, the Battle.net client, like already. Oh, so, oh, like, you, can, cool. you can pre-order it and everything. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they're trying to make it hard for me to resist the game because, you know, seeing it there is going to be very hard once the game actually comes out. But yeah, that's cool that they're, they're doing all that. So see you, you're already going to be a fan. I see it now. It's going to be game of the year for you. <laughs> Definitely not. I, yeah, come on. Come on, give into it. You know, it's all right. You can yeah. love two things at the same time. We have Spider-Man coming out. We have Red Dead. We have, we've got God of War already. So I don't yeah, know. I'm, 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 I'm going to be very, very, very interested to see what happens because again battlefield they haven't announced the release date yet i will assume it's going to be the same exact month Uh, i'm going to be very curious to see what happens after this game is released and the other games that are coming out after it because yeah battlefield which will probably get release date and then of course red dead redemption i'll be very curious to see because i i believe red dead without a doubt that will be the top selling game that month but then again you know Call of Duty is coming out the same month. So it's going to be very interesting to see how all of this, uh, you know, develops over time. My thing is this. I don't see as many people flocking for Call of Duty than Red Dead 2. Yeah. I see that way outselling, you know, the same game we've had for the past, what, 20, 10 years already. So Red Dead 2, I definitely that's that's going to be a my thing is i wonder if it will outsell god of war 4 hmm. that, that i don't know oh well it, 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 we'll, uh, we'll see about that wait wait was the question whether call of duty will outsell god of war no i was just like just wondering will call of duty and um between call of duty and red dead redemption 2 who's going to be the leading seller 
Oh. That I I don't see many people buying Call of Duty as much as Red Dead 2. So that's out. Also I, 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 that. So that's out again. So which one? I don't know about that cuz I I think if this uh blackout mode is as good as they're painting it, I see, you know, like the we could see the PUBG crowd the Fortnite crowd all migrate to Call of Duty and that will bloat the sales even more than they already get every year anyway. So I think Call of Duty, there's a huge chance Call of Duty will be selling a lot more than Red Dead, I think. Because like, Call of Duty has that casual appeal as well where everybody in the world knows about it. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the same game every year. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I personally, I personally have to say I, I agree with Dana, only because every, every time Rockstar releases a game, it's it's an event. They spend years, years making one game. I, I yeah, I'll be surprised if Red Dead doesn't outsell Call of Duty. I think Red Dead is is you know, and the funny thing is, Red Dead comes out later than Call of Duty. I believe it comes out on the twenty ninth. I still think it will outsell Call of Duty if I had to make a guess, only because everyone knows Rockstar puts out quality products. They don't release the game every single year, so I'm curious to see. But um, it's going to be very interesting to say the least. Uh, Call of Duty is still going to have its fair share of fans, you know. As you already know, Gary, you said you're definitely picking this up day one immediately. So anything is possible. <laughs> Nah, we'll we'll see what Battlefield does because it's likely I am going to get one of these games, but it's yeah. more likely to be Battlefield. I I I also think I, if I was going to choose one of these games as of right now, I would say Battlefield also because I enjoyed Battlefield One. I enjoyed the war stories that they had in the game, and they're going to have the exact same thing in this other game. So we'll see. But for now. Um, yeah, I just need to see more of Call of Duty. I haven't actually played the game. I saw the footage that uh, Mr. Lugo has, but I have to actually see the game at E3 to know more about it. But as of right now, I would say, yeah. Battlefield, I'm looking forward to. Call of Duty, I'll take a wait-and-see approach. And Red Dead Redemption, yeah, no doubt uh, no doubt in my mind, that will be the game that outsells pretty much everything in October if I had to make a guess right now. But again, that's just a guess. We'll see what happens in the next couple months. I'm going a delusional route and going for Bad Company Three. <laughs> Just let me live in my fantasy world because for me, that and and Red Dead, I'm good. And Spider Man, I'm good for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up today's show? No, All right, so. I think I said everything already. Okay. Oh, I, I did have one more quick thing to say that's on a different subject, though. Um, okay, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I, I saw a leaked photo. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what, what the source was of the Pokemon game for Switch. And I must say, I like what I see, and I can't wait to hear more because I think that's going to be the game to, to get me to buy a Nintendo Switch. Oh, so. man. Leaked photo. When did this photo leak? Uh, I actually don't know. I, I heard them talking about it on another podcast. Um, I believe it might have been the Gaming Illuminati podcast. So shout outs to those guys. Um, but yeah, um, 
and then I went and Googled it and I saw it and, you know, it's looking very good. Like, you know, it's looking like your, your uh, typical JRPG, but in a nice animated style kind of thing that suits Pokemon. So I can't wait. I hope they show this at E3. So you saying Detective Pikachu didn't do it for you? Come on now. <laughs> nope. But oh yeah, no that one with the leaked footage, the, the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu edition is that one, and the Pokemon um, Eevee collection is that what you're talking about? Edition? No, the like the actual Pokemon RPG, like the the full full blown full scale oh. Pokemon game that's coming to the Switch. Oh, well I hope it doesn't suck. Yeah, I definitely will have to check that out as well. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll hear more about that soon. Pokemon Go feature. So if it doesn't, you know, glitch and it's actually real, I would like to see that. It'll have some Pokemon Go elements to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. To be determined. <laughs> All right, so... I think that pretty much concludes our show for this week. Uh, we thank you all for listening, or if you were watching live, we appreciate your continued support. And um, final shout-outs. Uh, Danny, you have any final shout-outs that you would like to give? Shout-outs to everyone in the chat. Shout-outs to, again, any developer who wants to remaster. No mercy. I'm here for you. I'll donate to you. Um. And and that's it. Thanks for everyone for listening. Absolutely. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to everybody in the chat. You know, we had Rufus Kid in there. We had Edward in there. We had Fergus Mills in there. We had a whole bunch of other people as well. So thank you all for checking out today's show. Um, and as I said, we'll have more coverage of more things coming up this week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so Gary. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I want to also give a shout out to... Uh, Ryan Reynolds did an excellent job with Deadpool 2. Go see that movie ASAP. Um, and Gary, uh, the floor is now yours for shout-outs. Yep. Um, just to let everyone on Patreon know, I'm sure you know you know already because you probably would have got an email about it, but we did, uh, we recorded and we published the Ask TK episode with Dana Abercrombie. So thanks to everyone who submitted questions and everything. Uh, we put Dana in the hot seat and she answered every question. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> we even we mentioned Rich a bunch bunch of times. So Rich is gonna be surprised when he hears that too. But uh, oh whoa, that is surprising. <laughs> That's very surprising. Long and leave it as that. <laughs> yeah, te- Teddy Long. Just Still remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rich will hear that. But yeah, we're actually going to release that um, episode to everyone else so everyone else can hear it um, in the next few days or so. We just, you know, the Patreon people who support us, they get everything first. So yeah, um, salute to all those people. And uh, speaking of the Patreon people, big shouts to Mr. M. Collins, Sean Gorety, Stephen Firon, Mauricio Aguilar, Him Dill, Fergus Mills, Miguel and Antonio Rogers. We thank you all for your support. And also, um, a big shouts to everyone who joined us in the chat today. It felt like 2012 again, because, you know, there was a lot of old uh, 
coalition guys in the chat today like fergus mills edward v ruthless kid you know all the the old faces that used to be at the coalition they all joined us today in the chat and you know whenever this happens it reminds me that it's been officially 10 years now like this year is going to be 10 years of the coalition so we need to plan something big for the anniversary and hopefully we'll get some of these guys back on the shows soon very soon so yeah absolutely and also, go ahead dana can i just quickly throw out it's 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 the breakup of the century finally airs tonight. I know you guys are so excited. <laughs> it's extended for two more gosh darn seasons. So yeah. you better watch the season premiere of Total Bellas. Watch Nikki break John Cena's heart and then watch John Cena break her heart and Dolph Ziggler comes in and saves the day and then John Cena decides to cheat with Carmella. So I hope all of you are happy. It airs tonight. Two more years of this garbage. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because I just got an email about that uh, right as soon as we were about to wrap up the show. Just a reminder from WWE Network, the show is coming back. So ridiculous. Um, and also, since you mentioned wrestling, if you didn't get to watch the last WrestleCast, it was a very interesting alcohol-filled show. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, shout out to Adam. But you know his his recommendation on the guest. Oh yeah, shouts yeah. shouts to the dude who got drunk on the show. That was, that was <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's interesting. But uh, that concludes our show for this week, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. <laughs>